0: Hey, we're back live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Thank you. Oh, I miss you so much. I've missed you all so much. How are you? It's great to be back in Miami. I just came back yesterday, and I said to myself, I got the first thing I got to do is I got to plan to go live in the studio uh, once again. So, hey, everybody. I didn't forget about you. I remember that we had a podcast. We had a moment. Uh, first and foremost, for everybody that's tuning in, what's up? Inexplicable. Welcome back. Sellers, Will, Richard, Party, Big Jish. What's up, y'all? We back in here. All right. So in case you guys don't know, in case you guys don't care, I was on tour. And am I going to talk about it? You're absolutely right. I will. Hold on. Let me put this, uh, let me put this here in the bottom. Here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to be a little more interactive with me because uh, that's the whole reason I do the podcast. All right, let's clarify something together, shall we? Um, I don't know if you guys are, uh, you know, at your job, more power to you. If you're watching this at your job, perfect. Uh, if you're, I don't know, waiting in line, if you're talking to someone, you know, when somebody gives you a really boring conversation and you look at your phone, if you're looking at this, Great job. Right. These are scenarios that I want you to partake in so that when you tune into my show, I'm helping you like fast forward through time a little bit. All right. So uh, the Miami Comedy Podcast, uh, one thing I wrote about to uh, talk to you guys is that uh, I do it for you. All right. All four of you. (laughs) I do it to just keep in touch and let you know that I'm human and that I care. And all I want to do is just make you smile. That's all I want. I just want to make you smile. Why? I don't know. So I got to admit, there's times where I watch my show and I'm like, why do I do this? You guys ever just think about what you do on a daily basis and then you wonder, why do I do that? Why have I just succumbed and decided to become this person? Uh, So that's how I feel about the podcast, right? When I go live, I'm like, I'm not really doing much i'm just talking shit about my day what's new maybe talk about some shows right richard says every day he questions that right it's it's a normal philosophical question uh so here's what i learned about going on tour uh the first thing you got to do is um you have to realize that every day you're going to be seeing the same people and you have to put a stop to that as soon as possible (laughs) dude i'm telling you I think that the main reason uh, bands break up, right, the reason why there's, like, uh, those shows that say, what happened to the band? Well, we had a one-hit wonder, and then we went on tour together, and we just couldn't stand each other, and we just broke up. Was there a particular reason you guys broke up? Um, Yeah, I just didn't like seeing the drummer's face every day. Fuck that guy. It's the same thing with comedians, right? I got along with everybody you know why i was able to get along with every single comedian i was with during this tour which by the way was called hilarious american colombian americans uh hopefully we'll hit the road again because it was a lot of fun shout out to everybody that was a part of it look them up they're very funny people uh the the head guy was oscar collazos then uh alex caravano uh antonio sanins pedro gonzalez santi espinosa carlos gonzalez we had an absolute blast last night at the Miami Improv. Miami never fails. When it comes to Latin culture, Miami really knows how to partake and just share that moment. Because when we went up there, we didn't, we, we didn't act you know, Colombian-y, right? We didn't come out with the flag like a cape. <laughs> we didn't kick a soccer ball on stage. We just went up there. We did our jokes. And we just said, we're just so happy to be Colombian, by the way. Yay! All right. And we had an, I don't know, it was just an amazing experience. Every time we come to Miami and do this event, it's, it's awesome. So I just want to say a sincere thank you to Miami for making it a possibility to, to uh, you know call this place our home, to tour, because uh, you know, when I went to Philly, oh, a great show. Don't get me wrong. Philly, Philly showed up, and if, I didn't even know there were that m- many Colombians in, in Philly. But Philly, look, I'm going to tell you guys like this, man. Um, You know how, like, there's places that you got to go through, like, the woods in order to reach a settlement, right? In order to reach, like, a village, you got to go through all the shrubs and the trees and, you know. In Philly, it's the same thing, but with uh, broken down warehouses and homeless people. (laughs) You just got to fucking walk over them. No, I'm sorry. This fucked up. But fuck it. It's is a comedy show. You just got to, like, as I'm driving through Philly, right, it's just broken down warehouses, tents everywhere, and then you're just like, what the fuck? I thought I got set up. I'm like, my, my Colombian friends are going to whack me off this tour. I thought that was the last. I was like, this is my first and final destination in this tour. They're like, Manny, uh, you know, you're great, but you're a little too good, so we're going to have to whack you. Make it look like an accident and get you off the tour. Can't you just say I'm out? We don't do things like that as Colombians. (laughs) As part of our heritage, we got to whack you to get you off this tour. Uh, Still, yeah, Richard, it's real bad. Uh, There's a good reason Bill Burr annihilated Philadelphia. Yep, indeed. Yeah, man, Philly is a very uh, weird. Ah, Dude, I just don't know how to explain it. Because when I got to the area in, in Philly that was actually populated, It was, it was nice. There was restaurants. There was a big theater. And and, and, like, there's a road. I I think the roads are shared by both cars and trains at the same time. I don't know. It was just a very weird city. And while I was walking around, I was just like, Holy shit. It's just littered on the outskirts. Just littered. uh, It's Silos, you know, like those places that you see in a movie uh, that it looks like the Russians are like building a nuclear bomb or like they're building like, you know, planes that shoot missiles, like in true lies or something like that. When you drive down this area that I'm describing in Philly, it looks like a filming set for that, right? Like if some sort of war uh, uh, munitions are being created in these empty silos, because I've never seen that in a city to have so many empty silos out in the open with just dilapidated wood, Uh, bent metals it just looked like uh it looked like fucking um what's the thing that happened in uh, Russia when the whole thing melted uh uh, whatever (laughs) it just looked all melted and all fucked up Uh, anyways let's move on then after that we went to uh New York and we did for the first time a very historic comedy club which is the Caroline's Comedy Club and in Caroline's, when you walk in, you just feel the history. It's it's a very well kept place. It's in uh, Times Square, and Times Square. If you guys visit it now, if you guys thought that they had too many advertisements before 2020, go right now to Times Square. That shit looks like Blade Runner. Okay, they're, the the advertisement they just doubled down on advertisement. There's you know not many people on the streets as they're used to be. like fuck it, let's make the advertising bigger and better. Well, who are you advertising to? I don't know, but just bigger, better, brighter advertising all over Times Square. And, you know, you have the big, tall lady, uh, you know, getting all sexy for the video and like the M&M shop. Right. And you've got I don't know. So New York, I guess New York is back. I didn't see people wearing masks. It's almost like New York started catching up the same way uh, uh, they do uh, here in Florida. Like, it's like, hey, man, fuck it. We're, we got to start taking off these masks. We got to start living life. So shout out to New York. Inexplicable says, uh, Chernobyl. There you go. Thank you, guys. Chernobyl. Yeah, Philly looks like Chernobyl in that silo area. Uh, inexplicable says, Baltimore makes Philadelphia look like Miami. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what else did I learn? Um, Naples is sad i don't know what it is about Na- have you guys been in naples recently uh, naples for me is it, it's like purgatory There's just so many old retired people and you can tell they're upset because <laughs> their time is coming i don't know what it is but naples has such beautiful hotels marinas they have like water and then like every corner there's a shuck shack right and seafood everywhere a lot of shopping plazas but when you just look at the people's faces walking around it's like they're just not happy it's just like that guy looks miserable well then again he's 70 years old man um i don't know naples i i just i wasn't feeling naples although i did have a good time there uh performing and then we went to uh tampa showed out fucking tampa was awesome uh and people started coming out to these shows like on a tuesday You know how awesome it is to see like 100 people going out on a Tuesday? Like MiamiComedy.com, you know, you bring out 30, 40, 50 people, that's fine. But when you see 100, 200 people coming out on a Tuesday, Wednesday, you're just like, this is next level right here. You know, this is the next level. JJ's on the chat. What's up, JJ? Where the hoes at? I don't know. I don't know where they at. Uh, Hopefully, they'll come back real soon. Then we went to Orlando. Orlando was cool. And then Miami last night. And I just got to say, when you go on tour with people, get your own room. Get your own room because uh, the reason why I was able to get along with every single person, let alone comedians during this tour, simply was because I got my own room. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Uh, I wasn't anywhere near being the main person of this tour. Uh, What's up, Trash D? Feifei? Oh, Faye, what's up? I'm a fan. DM me, girl. Uh, cosplaying is my uh, teenage fantasy. And I'm 36 and I still want to relive it. <laughs> Miss those days. <laughs> um, so uh, if you get your... All right, so I'm, I, was no, I was not really on the flyers. I was not on the lineup. I kind of just like got a phone call. And it was like, hey, man, do you want to go on tour with us? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go on tour. So I just was the opener, right? I was the one that goes in raw to a cold audience. And I got to go on and I got to get people together. (laughs) I'm a fan. (laughs) I got to get people together. And I got to make them feel like, you know, are you ready for a show? And I got to, like, do a couple of jokes, do some crowd work, right? And then once the show starts getting into, like, a flow, right, people start getting comfy. That's when I'm like, all right, everybody, you ready for a good time? Yeah all right this next guy coming up to the stage right like that was my job during the tour and I didn't mind it I loved it right so I I was probably the least most important person on the tour for now however you know there are talks of me going in permanently we'll see um however I I was the only one on the tour that had my own place my own transportation because I'm independent like that and let me tell you when the main uh, people of the show have to share a room and a car together and you've got your own place and you're just wearing a robe. I feel like the star. <laughs> I was roasting the I was roasting the guys I was on tour with It's like, well, you guys are up cooped up in a in a two uh, double bed. I got my own king size bed looking over the city and I'm just looking out there with a cup of coffee and a robe on like I'm the fucking star. <laughs> I'm going to my show this evening so that's one thing i learned about going on tour uh uh in order for you and your bandmates or your fellow comedians to get along get your own place stay far away from your people as possible that ppp loan came in handy you know what jj let's go ahead and clarify it here your boy never applied for no loan although 2020 was pretty hard i never applied for a loan i never got unemployment I think one of the one of the stimulus checks they didn't give it to me, um, and I think the reason why was because I cashed my 401k. So, I, like, I, I there was this this thing going on where it's like you don't pay the penalty fee if you cash your retirement. I'm like, all right, and then and then they just hit me up with taxes. I'm like, yo, I got tricked. People out here are getting 600 a week, right? People out here are getting PPP loans. I I extracted my own money and then I get double taxed. Damn. So yeah, I kind of screwed myself over during 2020, but fuck it, all right? I don't need nobody's money. That's why I got my own room. <laughs> um, so another thing I learned about going on tour, guys, uh, when, you're, when you're busy, like every day, laundry becomes a problem. Uh, you know, you go out, you got a bunch of clothes, uh, and you got to change, right? You can't go up on especially when people are taking photos of you and and recording videos, you can't wear the same shit, right? Cause uh, you're wearing the same thing in New York, the same way you looked in Philly, right? That's not going to look good on the gram. People like JJ are going to show up at the bottom. He's like, are those the same jeans, right? Roasting you. I already know my comedy friends. So uh, laundry becomes a problem to the point. And if you guys look closely uh, I never knew this, but in the closet of a hotel, they have plastic bags, Right, and those plastic bags are specifically for laundry. I didn't know that. Right, I thought those, I thought those plastic bags were was like if you have to wax somebody, <laughs> you put it over their head. <laughs> I can't stand this fucking guy. You go. So I I started putting my dirty clothes into this, and I didn't see any washer dryer in the hotels. And even if there were some, I didn't have. I wouldn't have time because you know I'm always either uh, writing or I got to go see somebody or have a meeting or whatever, or or of course perform. So like, I would walk in with just, you know, a a laptop bag and a clothes bag, but then I would have like this big ass sack, like three or four of them from all the other hotel rooms. I'm just walking around like Santa Claus with laundry. Right. And I just put it in my trunk. Dude, I swear. Like if you pop my trunk, like on the fourth date of my tour, it looks like I have like a body. On the plastic bags in the back, like I just dismembered a body and just put it all in the trunk. Um, so another thing I learned is uh, hotel. The gyms are the shit, the absolute shit. Um, very underrated. Tell us about the ladies. Fuck the laundry. All right. So last night, if you guys want, if you, if you guys, if JJ wants to know about the ladies, last night uh was was the best night to, to get the ladies, JJ, you should have been there, man. You would have been a great wing man. Uh, last night, there was a lot of beautiful Miami Latinas coming out to the show and they were very nice, very nice ladies. Uh, you know, and there's nothing that turns me on more, uh, than a woman that is, uh, attractive and confident in approaching you. That, that is so rare that when it happens, and it's been happening a lot more recently, not to brag, But, like, I've been coming across girls that will, like, immediately tell you, like, give me your number. I was like, shit, you're asking me for my number, right? Uh, That's hot, you know? So, uh, last night, me and the boys were really enjoying that kind of attention. However, uh, we went to the Martini Bar right after at the Miami Improv on the first floor. And, uh, you know, that, that, that whole life of partying and reggaeton and just blacking out i i don't know i'm just i'm getting older <laughs> and, and i, I got i do that every once in a while like i was like ah fuck it let's go to the clubs let's go dance let's go talk to strangers but you know what ends up happening when you drink a lot then there's loud music and there's a lot of people looking sexy too much transient shit like like the next day you got to be like sherlock holmes and be like yo what the fuck happened last night man who did i talk to and there was that person uh, I think I danced with that other person. What the fuck happened? And then you just wake up and you're like, "Why do people do this? <laughs> why do people just want to piece shit together the next morning after party?" It's the weirdest thing, you know. I like I like knowing what happened. Had a good time nonetheless, man. Partying with Colombians is by far some of the funnest groups of people you can be with. Oh, Colombians really know how to party, man! Shout out, shout out to uh, hilarious Colombian Americans. Uh, Yeah, that was me turning the lights at the show. Turning on the lights at the show when you're trying to tell a story without snitching. (laughs) All right, so another thing I learned is that the the hotel gyms are a lot of fun because there's no one there. That's the shit, okay? I think that's the biggest perk for me now whenever I go find a hotel is I want to see your gym, All right. And if you notice, they never show a photo of the gym with anyone in it, because what they're subtly implying is like you can use this in peace on your own. Imagine that you go into a hotel, you wake up early. Right. No one's going to use the gym because they're on vacation. They're not going to be like, oh, let me go downstairs and try to get some sets in. No, you want to go eat pizza and you want to go eat whatever's down the street. And then guys like me go in there and like, look at all this brand new equipment. I swear to God, the equipment at the hotel gyms, they're so pristine. You don't even got to worry about the, vibe. I don't even think they wipe it down on how clean the shit is. You know what I'm saying? And there's no lines. There's no people grunting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. How many sets you got? left? Three more sets. Right. None of that. Uh, no girls walking in all looking all curvy. Oh, isn't that the worst fellas? when you're at the local gym and then you've got women walking in looking, looking good at the gym. It's like, like, I roll my eyes when a girl starts walking in looking all bodacious and curvy. It's like, oh my God, here we go. I'm trying to do my reps. And then this girl just walks in looking amazing. Ugh. I get upset. <laughs> I get mad. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. Now she wants to do snatches in front of me bending over. I think th- I think the real thing that you work out when you go to the gym nowadays is your focus muscles on getting your sets done without looking. You know what I mean? It's like you just finish your set, Manny. You don't don't look. Oh, my God. She's setting up right next to me. Oh, my God. Uh, can you please work out um, way the fuck over there? Can You please just go over there, man. Damn, bro. Well, you got to come in here with this sexual energy. Can't take that shit. Uh, thought where's uh, tight yoga pants? Uh, so many creases in the gym. <laughs> hey, you know whatever, man. Um, yeah, I just want to go into the gym, in and out, in and out. What's up, Fuster? What's up, Arturo? Fresh food, uh, water, sunlight. What's up? Welcome, guys. All right. So I'm just talking about the things that I've learned while I was on tour. Um, I wrote a couple of things here. Uh, n- very important one and I think this doesn't just apply when you go on vacation with a group of people, I think this this should apply with anybody you meet is normalize business conversations. Big, that's a big uh, idea for me. Like I really, I really am realizing that if you normalize business conversations, you're more likely to make better decisions as a group. All right. And not, not to get too contrived explaining this, but, you you've got to you've got to make it normal for you to talk about money with people especially when you're working together right i remember that when i was in corporate when you would get a raise uh hr would be like you can't tell anyone you got a raise and i'm like yeah right i get it because then other people are gonna be like why are well, you getting paid and i'm not but you, we're not in corporate so i was just like talking to the fellas on tour it's like yo how much money we make tonight right just straight up yo, how much money did we make tonight how many tickets did we sell you know what you got to do, you got to go and start making merch, put it on the table because you're leaving money on the table, right? So, having these discu- this these kinds of discussions, it kind of like loosens up any sort of like weird, oh, we can't talk about these things in details. Like, no, let's talk about it in detail and then that way we'll make better decisions. Uh lastly, the last thing I've learned. What's up, hey Sarah? Thanks for your badges, Sarah. Appreciate it. Alex, what's up, man? Welcome. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, is that uh, Colombians don't get, they don't get enough credit for, uh, I'm learning a lot about my my uh, culture now more than ever because I, not only am I performing for them, I'm touring for them and I'm writing for them. Uh, avoid money talk, be broke forever. bro. what? That's like probably one of the most important things that we've got to realize about ourselves that. Talking about money, business, and all that should be normal, right? You should normalize that conversation. Yo, how much we get kicked off the show? <laughs> yeah, it's none of your business, man. The fuck out of here, right? Thanks for being such a great guy for us, comedians. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for all your support. I miss you. I hope Texas is well. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, so... One thing I learned about my culture, Colombians, we don't get enough credit for building Miami. It's almost like Colombians are like the Illuminati of Miami because we provided the economy for Miami to be the hotspot it is today. And we're just like, yo, shut the fuck up, man. Don't even mention Colombia, all right? They don't want the credit. They just want to see their work thrive. And then it's just like, we did a great job. And we're done, right? Colombians, and they don't even teach this to you in the history books. Colombians are the reason Miami is Miami today. I said it. Hey, I said it. Colombians made Miami. We were in the forests, cooking up the coke, shipping it off creatively into the ports of Miami. We brought the nightlife people, we brought the buildings, we brought the business, we, we started up a bunch of businesses. Uh, we got rid of people who were, you know, a little shady. <laughs> and we made, we, we made Miami thrive, man. I, I, never, I never seen somebody talk so high about cocaine. <laughs> the fuck? It was Cubans who did that. Uh, no, cocaine came from Colombia. We brought in. You guys, I mean, the Cubans brought it in. I saw cocaine cowboys. I saw that. But the Colombians brought the co- made the coke, buddy. Can't deny that. All right, we, we were the hot spot. Uh, what's up, Heikel? Uh, so, yeah, going on tour, learning about my culture. Every city is different. Never share a room. And, you know, I, I highly recommend, guys, if you want to really see America, just go to, major, uh, go to major cities, man. You know, go to major cities and just see how different the, the places are in comparison to where you're from. Because if you only stay where you're from and then you go to like Tulum, You're not really taking in much culture. You got to go into like normal, everyday life places, not touristy places. Because if you go to touristy places, it's all razzle dazzle. Ah, Isn't this beautiful? Look at the lights. Oh, my God. That's gorgeous. These beaches. Right. But if you're driving through Florida and you stay at a hotel in Naples, you just look at the people. It's like, wow, the people here in Naples are really old, tired, retired, about to die. I can see death in their eyes. I can see the misery. And then you take in culture a little bit better that way. <laughs> you understand humans more. You understand America more. Just by going to these different places and seeing what it's like. I highly recommend it, man. Go on a lot of trips to major cities in, in uh, the United States. You'll become a real American that way. Punta Cana Dog was actually a white bitch named Julia Tuttle who started Miami. Wow. Did you have to call her the B word too? Soon as you land, look for an eight and you'll see America. (laughs) Yo, JJ, you nailed it with that one, bro. (laughs) Dude, you got to use that one on stage. Hey, if you really want to understand America, wherever you go visit, go buy an eight. You'll see, all the, you'll, you'll see the real America that way. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right. Uh, let's get to the reads, and then we'll do one more point, and then uh, we'll, we'll end it, okay? Uh, so, uh, shout out to Ellie Venus, man. I think today's his birthday. Ellie Venus has sponsored this show for a while now. And uh, even though we went from every day to weekly, he's still, he's still on it. He's still, he's still sponsoring the show, guys. Ellie Venus, happy birthday. He is a uh, health insurance agent and a subject matter expert in the world of health insurance, so use him as a resource. If you have questions, he has answers. The people he helps the most are those who do not have health insurance because they believe it to be unaffordable, and those who do have health insurance and are complaining about how much it costs. He can help anyone, anywhere, with anything regarding their health insurance, so call him today, 305-335-3944. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, Enjoy it. Uh, by the way, tonight, if you guys want to go see a comedy show, we will we will be in um, Fun Dimension tonight and tomorrow, eight o'clock. All right, the Fun Dimension shows are, are looking more and more like a little hidden uh, comedy club on the second floor. It's awesome how they're building it up. Like the walls now look like brick walls. There's a nice spotlight. There's an elevated stage. It's just all coming together very nicely there. So if you guys need a laugh this weekend, I highly recommend you go there and check it out. Okay, miamicomedy.com. Right, MiamiComedy.com has been around for see seven years now. (sighs) Wow, Miami Comedy is seven years old. See 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Holy shit! It just hit me today, guys. Miamicomedy.com is seven years old. That's crazy. Um, all right. Well, hey. It's aging gracefully. Our shows are popping off. We're one show away, waiting for one more bar to open up to get seven nights a week like I promised you we would in 2020. All right. So just hang in there. We're going to make it work out. And uh, yeah, if you guys ever need a laugh, man, just pop into the Instagram, pop into the website. That's what I do it for. Hopefully, I can go on tour again and bring you guys some new stuff, right? (laughs) <laughs> uh all right i'll see you guys uh next i'll see you guys well when how am i gonna do it like how how do you guys want me to let's have this talk you know what let's go a little extra today uh put it on the chat because i know there's some people here that are, are uh regular listeners uh put it in the chat let me know when do you guys want this show to be so uh, i've been very busy with the sh- with the shows i want to go back to daily but the thing is it's it's getting a bit much you know what i mean and I really want to write stuff and I really want to like live before I put anything out there. So do you want to like weekly six o'clock works for me, but I was thinking like, it'd be cool. if There was like a morning show or maybe if there was like a late night show, I could bring back late night shows. Like remember when we first started doing the podcast, uh, March of, uh, 2020, we would do that ten thirty show. And, and those were the nights that we would hit like, uh, 15, 20. Right. I remember like ten thirty shows. We would hit like 20 plus people uh then because there was a lot of drama there was a lot of drama when I first got started a lot of hecklers <laughs> a lot of women showing up saying I ain't shit I wanted they a date with me you didn't want to buy me fucking a burger fuck this guy <laughs> I remember there was a lot of drama when I first started doing this show uh every two days at most uh so That would be roughly two or three times a week. So like three times a week, six o'clock. Or maybe we can do like three times a week, one one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and one at night. That would be cool. One heckler remains. You. Exactly. So, yeah, man, I'm down to experiment and seeing what we can do brand new for the show. Uh, I always have a lot of fun. Some of my best material is coming out of the show. You know, like the things I'm saying on stage uh, is like... Deriving from this. So, like this really helps my act out. It helps me build a relationship with you guys. It's really helping me uh be better and have more fun. And I can promo and I got a sponsor. So, like this show is awesome. The thing is, like to set everything up and go live and you know, it's like it can be a little, it can be a little tiresome, like not tiresome. It could be like it's it's a lot of labor to I think the hardest part is the scheduling. Like, okay, I gotta be in the studio at six o'clock. But sometimes it's like, you know, meetings be, you know, meetings be like, hey, uh, we can we reschedule to 5 30. Uh yeah, I'm like, all right, sure. And then you know, we got a girl's like, come pick me up after work. I get off at five. It's like, damn, clap cheeks or go live. <laughs> i'm not sure what should i uh what should i do all right so that's the that's my dilemma when it comes to doing this show every day at six o'clock like the scheduling part is getting hard it was easy in 2020 it was easy in 2020 because everybody was you know stuck inside right that was easy. Yeah, you know, I'm stuck inside. I got nothing better to do. I'm gonna go live at six o'clock, right? But now that things are like opening up and we're hitting the ground running to plan every day at six, is it's a little more difficult. So that's where I'm at. If you can go live while clapping cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Instagram doesn't play that, man. Uh, you gotta be very careful. I don't know what it is. I think Instagram has like a little elf in the back rooms looking at lives. It's just like, mm, let me see, make sure. What's he saying? The- I don't like what he's saying disconnect him like I really think that there's a lot of um, a lot of censorship happening on Instagram now more than ever so you got to be careful you know if I if I go live and I'm you know doing something uh, I shouldn't supposed to be doing I'm pretty sure they'll they'll take the live away right off just because I wanted to uh, to do some leprechaun present sure Uh, hot girl comedy 305 welcome All right, guys, I'm not going to take too much of your time. I got to go get ready to do this show at Fun Dimensions. Thanks so much for tuning in. I do it for you, okay? So I'll see you guys next time. We'll figure it out when it comes to scheduling. All right. Bye, y'all.